0: Hello, I'm Lucas and I am Nicholas and this is our show We Chef where we discuss
1: the reality of working a small business. Hello everyone, welcome to uh, We Chef podcast. We are uh, on our way to work. We just finished a um, Mother's Day weekend and a very big week for us, the biggest week ever. I am here with Lucas. Hi everybody. On our way down to the restaurant. Lovely mountain drive faster, guys. Well, um, well, let's talk about this first. That was the biggest week we ever had, in know, a I, I don't know, actually, but I guess I mean, it's the big one. Biggest one we've ever had in a long we've had in a long time. So we started the week with two lunch and dinner for corporate company uh, a business retreat, and then we had a uh, obviously Mother's Day weekend was extremely busy. We did over. Two hundred covers for Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, which was good. For, that's really big.
1: We okay. haven't done that many
0: covers in a long time. Right. And, and that, we did pretty good too. We weren't. We never really had any. Uh, there was never any like moments of falling apart. You know. Yeah, it was
1: pretty steady and um, very. Uh, the flow was pretty smooth. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. I, you know what I think? I think opening for breakfast allows us to have an easier service.
1: Even though it's diffi- yeah, even
0: though it's difficult to actually do the act of like opening for breakfast, I think that with the, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday, like because we had we we were already full, you know. Right. At we were already full at eight a.m. So. We're oh. just like working, and then by eleven a.m. when you have like the rush come in, you don't really have the rush because you've already been dealing with guests since yeah. eight a.m. The team is already running yeah everyone's ready. everyone's ready yeah 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 so i thought that was interesting like to to see that because last year i mean last year i wasn't here for mother's day because i was at a wedding but last year i remember everyone telling me it was such a difficult day and if you think about it like we open at 11 a.m so at 11 a.m you probably sat like
1: the majority of your covers it was a lot but it's also the we had a different team, different spirits, and we are t- doing different things. Yeah, also you that know, too. You know, it
0: was different. We were in the no mentality then. I know. I know, we're in the yes mentality. Now we're
1: three in the kitchen, she's very like, keep going, keep figure out things one by one. She's not... Yeah, she's yes. got improvising yeah. for sure. You know, like, can we do beef bourguignon? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, on Sunday night, at the end of a very, very long day, we have one table left and they ask for a broth. Now, Just yeah. like a vegetable
1: broth of some sort, and she made it. Like, she made it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. That was very, she. Had, she showed up at nine o'clock too. Yeah, um, that, that was, was a long day. day. Yeah, it was very big. Yeah, but it was gonna be a good job. Yeah, yeah. we had a um, few people who um, new people who came came. That was the the first time with us, and were very impressed with the way we were handling things. Yeah. So like family spirit or vibes and plus the food being fresh and uh-huh. people get very excited by it and... yeah
0: I also think that it's cool that we did that many those many people and we didn't really have any complaints you know or we didn't you know like cause sometimes sometimes if you're not used to doing that many having that many covers coming right. through you know you kind of can slip up but we didn't really slip up
1: Pretty good yeah nobody waited for the were
0: yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. We were kind of... And if they did, we were, like, getting it going, you know. It wasn't like a, Yeah, I thought it was just good though.
1: Yeah, then we opened outside. Three yeah, tables, a couple uh, tables. Which also helped us out. We are still waiting for the rooftop. which should be happening... Maybe hopefully by Memorial Day weekend, so... That's yeah. To be, to be seen, but That's going to be another... Interesting part. Yeah. That's going to be a... Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, we are we opening it as we go. You know? like, it doesn't have to be like open fully, operated the same way. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we can kind of limit it as, until we. Oh opened. yeah, the menu can be limited. Uh, yeah. uh, the table uh, so. until we just feel more comfortable to start doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After the months of uh, June, who knows what June bloom, It's quiet. It's or leave, yeah, but it looks like the bloom is already happened.
0: Yeah, but I don't, I don't know why. That doesn't mean that it's just not gonna happen next month. You know, yeah. I remember last year it was like this too. The last, yeah, the last year it was like this too.
1: Yeah, so we have
0: to see. But let's see, in June we
1: did, we did well overall, number one. Yeah,
0: but I mean, you can't really compare last year to this year either because this year
1: so far every month. We've, done significantly. Yeah, it's not even like... Better than... not that. even comparable. Yeah. Okay. two different restaurants. Yeah, so... With so much to do with COVID being finished. Yeah. but some... I think also we're
0: really more established, you know?
1: Right, right. right.
0: Like, even, even our, our low days, our quiet days, are not the same as what they used to be. Right. And every year, that kind of changes. You know, every year... I don't know if this is a good sign or a bad sign, but every year, our slower days are, you know, more... I don't know how to explain. It. Like we used to do ten people for a slow right. day and now we do thirty, you know. Right. And so That's better, yes. yeah, and next year maybe
1: fifty is a slow day, you know, right. like, and uh, and so on, yeah. Well let's see <laughs> after all Maribu is gonna turn out, you know, between the people. The demographic of Maribu, the new opening of the uh, the shopping center. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, the that new is the opening of the French restaurant.
0: Yeah, but I don't
1: know if, like, that's going to take away from what we're doing, you know. Little by little, yeah. Huh? I mean, little by little. we have to see what's going to happen. things are going to turn out. Yeah. No, so there is an hotel coming up, and they, I mean, this hotel is... How long is that hotel going to take to build? Forever. It's yeah. already, like, it's already cannot choose certain parking to park his car, so they kinda go back and forth to the... Yeah, like, the
0: guy can't even open...
1: He has the money to open this hotel, he can't even open it.
0: Like that's when it permitted. Yeah. I mean it's ridiculous. So yeah, it's a lot like that. There's too there's too many stories like that.
1: Yeah. I don't was was the town of Yonville like that? Yonville was really more difficult but it doesn't seem to be I mean it was more businesses and so many restaurants.
0: Yeah. So don't you think like if like the opening of this new French place, right? It's gonna it's another restaurant opening, it's kind of a good thing. Yeah. 'cause there's gonna be more businesses, you know. Where people are attracted to government. Yeah. And it's also different it's it's it gives some diversity. Like we don't have to like it might increase our rotation of people because people are now gonna be going there and then they're gonna right. be coming to us and, and then it's gonna kind of get more of an even cycle right. of people. You know, if you if you have a restaurant that only has two if you have a town that only has two restaurants in it. You yeah. know, like if you think like theoretically like, okay, so Ideally what you want is 50% of the town to go to the restaurant on Monday and the other 50% to come to you And then on Tuesday that you know switch right and like the 50% that went to the other place come to you Right, that'd be like ideal, but that doesn't happen, right? You get 10% and they get 90% and then maybe you get 90% on Tuesday and they get 10% right? If it's only two restaurants in one town, so if you have like 15 restaurants in a town There should be a cycle of people coming to your place. Back and forth, If you're doing a good job, you know, and if you're, like,
1: you know, accepting business. But Ballybar is such a beach town, too, so people come, spend the day, go. Yeah. Yeah. Locals. Like, like our dinner,
0: I feel like our dinner business is very strong. That's stronger, yeah. Our lunch business is good, too, but...
1: The dinner one is that's where it may, that's where it counts. The dinner one is uh, sometimes we have few business people, but then we also have the, the locals who come. Yeah. That's they really come. Like this is. Yeah. This is definitely more the the bulk of our business right now.
0: Yeah, which is good. I mean, yeah. if you're making money in April, May, June, right. June, July, and August, should be fine.
1: We'd we'll see. We'd we'll see. It's the goals. So, anything else coming up? You're writing your book. We talked about this already. Yeah, Yes, I'm at chapter three right now, and it's interesting because uh, one is. Um, I can't talk too much about the book because there's a lot of stuff that I still work on. But, but few, ten years ago, when I wrote this book, I was talking about how young, how too young, I was to be mm. in the navy. And now that I realize, you know, when you read when you read what you wrote ten years ago, it's very uh, interesting. And then I keep on talking also about um, some of my time in uh, Monaco, you know, and our um, Alan Ducasse, you know, the restaurants, and my time in London, and now, you um, know, the, the pressure of uh, being French in London at that time, because obviously. There is always things about French people and English people from each other, but in the restaurant business, everybody French was in London to learn English, and everybody never learned English or <laughs> lived in their own little world and then um the English people were not very excited about having all those French coming to work but um, there is a story about the chef who wanted to fire me because. I refused to serve a table that was that, that was um, that was waiting for uh, for food and then there was another table next to them who was really waiting for food and I didn't want to take to, to make the table he wanted me to take so he had to have me fired but then that table was complaining about the food and it had to be the Michelin guy so
0: it
1: helped you so yeah I read all of that and some stories is interesting Like I remember things. And then like, As I read the chapter And I correct them With the publisher You know Like I kind of Tweak things A bit around You know like Make it more Detail oriented Especially uh-huh. based on What um, we have been Listening to You know So I try to talk A bit more About the service And stuff Yeah 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 Because you can get Some ideas from different Right yeah, But yeah. the bulk of the I mean I think the story Is when This is the time In United In Europe and then when coming to the United States, you know, that's really the walk. you know. The time in it, uh, Disney and then obviously um, New York and uh, meeting, uh, meeting Thomas Keller and the time in Florida. And, and that's where the, 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 all the details will come up and all the work, And you know.
0: uh-huh. When you went to London, was that like London food scene was really happening?
1: Um, there I mean, was a few. It was the Wu Brother, it was uh Marco Pierre White, Nicolas Denis, Pierre Kaufmann, everybody was pretty much French, I mean except, uh, uh, except for like a couple of English probably, guys. Yeah, yeah, Marco Pierre White and I mean Nicolas Denis was Greek. But um, lived in front I mean at the house in France and stuff. And but otherwise there was nothing. Really okay. nothing. The food was pretty and, uh, regular restaurants were well, pretty bad. Really? But yeah, it was pretty uh, so so good. then
0: so this is so that was kind of the start of it becoming bigger. Right, yeah yeah Gordon Ramsay
1: was not existing. He wasn't no. It was, it was really Marco Pierwhite? Pier Pier. Yeah Marco Pierre White was the guy and yeah. uh, Pierre Kaufman, the Rue brother, of the Gavroche and you know, those restaurants were really good. Uh-huh. and everybody at that time is like they were cooking what they were cooking and you eat it or you get out. Yeah. <laughs> that was the there was like no, there uh, was no thing around, you know, like I mean, Pierre, uh, Nicolas Denis used to kick out people for asking for a steak welcome. Uh-huh. Or somebody came to the restaurant, I was there and he he, uh, he came in, he, did, he was not wearing a tie. He hoped that he could borrow a tie. Uh-huh. A tie! Yeah. And uh, he got uh, asked okay. to leave. Yeah. Because if you don't go with a tie, ready to eat, read don't know. Yeah. And I was pretty, yeah, it was pretty intense. But it was such a high thing that really was very proper. You know? At the time? Well, yeah, I mean, even London has always been a, very, a city where very fashionable and people are really um, into uh, you know, dress up. And, you know, so restaurants, high-end restaurants, everybody was dressed. You know, suit and tie was definitely uh, regular thing. But wow. like if you go to afternoon tea At the Dorchester Hotel You know like You have to be dressed you know? Interesting, yeah <laughs> Yeah, women going all wear pants And stuff like that yeah. uh-huh. Very, very uh, You know the tea service Was like religious Wow uh-huh. But in London, yeah It's amazing well, And then
0: I, I was going to ask About oh, something And then I kind of Oh, I so said It's probably interesting Now you're in LA And LA Everyone tries Everyone tries so hard to look, To look like comfortable,
1: you know, like, I, I feel like L.A. is, like, very, like, just, like, well, you don't get judged in L.A., Yeah. You know? I, I mean, like you yeah. said, in general, you don't get judged, you just go out and you do it the way you dress, you know? yeah, and no one really says anything, yeah, not the fashion change, too, I mean, like, those guys who wear, like, $600, uh, uh, those shoes, like, those crazy shoes would look like uh, Crocs,
0: <laughs> oh, like e- the Yeezys? I don't know what they yeah. are, yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean, those things are yeah. expensive, and I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if people like them or not. It's just like a bit weird. Yeah.
0: I know, and that's become like fashionable. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting. All the tattoo too. In, 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 yeah, in LA. Tattoos,
0: anyway. Yeah.
1: yeah. People get tattoos. And... Yeah, I guess
0: it's not really that. But in France, it's become kind of like that, too, you know, in
1: a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in mean, France, it was never been like in, dressing up like the way we dress
0: here you now. Because people are kind of like there is a way to go out. Yeah, in France for sure. I, I remember noticing that too when we went out
1: that people like
0: you dress up even well, if you're going, more, yeah. even if you're going to the like, grocery store. It's not, not maybe not dressed up, but you're not like you don't look like a slob. Yeah,
1: yeah, everyone's you don't don't to put together. Right,
0: you, know? you don't go like. Just... Yeah, and I guess it's the same for dining over there too. And, and Europe in general. Right. There's just a little bit more to it. And you can tell when you have the Europeans come to the restaurant too. They're usually more put together, dressed than,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the book I talk about like the first time I came to England, I was not in London, I was in Oxford, working for Le Manoir des Quatre Saisons. It's a French chef called Raymond Blanc, and the two star Michelin. And because I didn't speak English, my job was just to do coffees, teas, oranges, you know, like in the bag. But the interesting part is that um, they know you come to England to learn English, but uh, nobody really cares about teaching you English. <laughs> so they use you as labor because you're good, you're skilled. Not really have use. You have experience in France, so you can do the job here. Yeah? So I remember like, working in this restaurant. Not, not speaking a word of English to anyone, but everybody spoke French. Right? Uh-huh. And it's so much easier to speak in French to get the job done, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But it would be like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so you come and show up at 6 a.m., and, you know, make teas and squeeze oranges and, and making all this stuff, you know, like making the parlour the for the Cap Suzette and stuff like that. And one day the Metro came in or the manager said to me today, if you're happy you can go. <laughs> I mean, I'll go back. And you so, just left. Yeah. I left, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna stay out. To do what? I mean, okay, yeah, I, I don't need to uh, I already know how to do all this. Yeah. yeah. So I had to call Alain Ducasse because he's the one who got me the job and told him that it's not gonna work for me. And that's how I went to London and I work in this. Um, I I and Casual dining, not, not fine dining at all, but just well done restaurants, uh-huh. where everybody was English.
0: Everyone was English, yeah. yeah. I was only French,
1: saying, yeah. Right? I thought they used to call me like the frog and froggy, and, uh-huh. because it, this is where they that you don't like. Yeah. yeah. I was running food, so I was more exposed to talk to people.
0: Yeah, that's how you learn. Well, yeah. So was it just like one day you just were speaking English?
1: No, I was struggling, I was struggling with stuff. Yeah. And then I went, I did a few classes. Do you think when you went to Disney, is when it really like? No, do I had to, I had to pass an English test? Oh, already. Yeah. Okay. So I, when I came to Disney, I was, I was thrilled. But uh, I, had to, I had to take a few classes, and then uh, you know, being around people all the time. And one day we were at a dinner at, at a friend's house, lawyer friends. And uh, my French friend, they were looking at me, what happened to you? Yeah, you, you speak, speak English, English like, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna so happen, that's... yeah. It's funny because I have those friends that I meet again, they are in France and they lost the English. Oh, really? Yeah, they practice.
0: Oh, one oh, wow. was Clemence,
1: you know? She, uh, yeah, yeah. She uh, she lost her English. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I, mean, like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like my English was more proper when I was in London than you. Oh maybe maybe because people speak a different yeah, kind of more slangy or yeah and, you know it was it was never twi- twenty it was with twenty uh-huh. so there's a T you know? yeah yeah a few things like that and I've seen English people and American people not being able to understand each other yeah that's, because of the accent that's
0: interesting too so that, that's, but sometimes even like I sometimes I mean I I think I have a better ear for accents like right. because of you and. But sometimes people, like sometimes, not English people, but like Irish or Scottish, I have a hard time sometimes with Scottish. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. Yeah, I'm like trying to listen and like, what did you say? You know, and I know it's English, yeah. You
1: know, like, <laughs> it's a strong accent.
0: Yeah. And also, you speak fast too, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how we try to uh, decipher
1: it. So the chapter number three stop when. Uh the Guy Michelin guy uh, announced, talked to the general manager and said uh, that I, I need a good job and that they will hear from us. Uh-huh. And the chef, who is next to the general manager because he's about to get me fired, uh, put his head down and walked back down in his kitchen and everything. Uh-huh. That, uh, that's the, the chapters from there. Yeah, shit. yeah. I'm excited to see
0: it. The army trip and everything, it's pretty good. It's all on there. I'm excited, to, I, I don't even know if I'm going to, I was thinking, like, would I read the book, because I, like, kind of lived, but I, I guess the beginning half, well, like, the, I feel like I know it already, you know? Yeah,
1: the, it's, um, when you read it, like, when I read it, it gets very, for us, because we are involved in it, it gets very emotional, because you, like, the world on paper are not like a voice, you know? Yeah. You listen, you read it, it really yeah. takes you, you know? Like, yeah, yeah.
0: Especially because, I think it's even more emotional for us because we know how we well, feel the in
1: that moment. One. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway, we are about to arrive at the restaurant for another beautiful day. And um, we might do another podcast before our marathon, which uh, we cannot oh, yeah. wait to finish because I think we chew more than we could. We uh, bit off more than we could chew. We bit off more than we can chew. And um, anyway, until next time. Thank you for listening. See you soon. Thank you.